Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Providence College with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 626 for comics originally releasing March the 30th and March the 31st. But before Drew and I get into what's coming out in your local comic shops this last week of March, Drew, it sounds like you are going through a million things. All I hear is <laughs> ruffling on your end and shuffling. Have you fallen under a pile of things? What is going on? Do you need help? I was like, oh, let me just move this tiny little notebook. Clunk, 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 clunk. Oh, I bet the mic didn't pick that up. I'll just keep doing it. Yeah, that's. I'll be really extra quiet. It then, sounded like you'd taped a notebook and a jar of pencils to each hand and were just confused. I took the time to sort my button collection. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. So true. What's going on in the world of comics hey first up i have a psa so here my my public service announcement is for uh my daughter who is a children's librarian she has a summer reading program that she's planning uh, for uh kids of all ages but there's there's two programs so there is a a a kindergarten through 12 year old age that usually about 200 kids participate in and then there is a middle school age so it's like 12 to 15 um was that middle school 12 to 14 something like that for the those teenage kids tween age teenage mm -hmm. kids and there's only about 20 of those uh so what i'm doing is um i'm i'm looking for i grabbed already grabbed some uh comics some of my True Believers and uh, Image First comics. And... Be careful, a couple of years ago you'd have been like, some of my West Coast Avengers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. Well, you know what? It's for the kids. So. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking of myself. My apologies. And then um, some of my um, free comic book day books. That, uh, and I'm trying to keep them all agey, but... You know, if they're if they're middle schoolers, they've they've seen a lot worse. Not, try not to put some Sandman in there. So, yeah, you know. I'm gonna try to put. I'm gonna try to to get some general uh, stuff that that makes sense. And and they're really they're really excited about. It. They're gonna put give that for the for the teens. They don't. I don't think they're familiar enough with. Even though I tried to explain it to the head librarian, well, what all ages comics were. Um, for some reason, she didn't get that it would be okay for <laughs> kids because she's thinking, I guess, of the kindergartners. They're not mm. gonna, they're not gonna want to read comics. I'm like, that's not true, but okay, <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with them. So anyway, so there's 20, 20 of the middle schoolers and like 200 of the of the young kids. And I thought I'd throw this out there to the listeners um, as a PSA. Hey, if you work somewhere that does donations. Um, and you have something small, some swaggy type thing, coupons for something that's that could be used by by kids in uh, Southeast Ohio, um, uh, Southeast Central Ohio. Um, then we would love to have something like that. Um, I'd give that to my daughter to give away as prizes to encourage kids to read throughout the summer, and. Uh, if if you have an idea that you want to that you want to do it, I'd be glad to help pay for shipping on that or something. If you wanted to donate and then they would recognize you um, or your company uh, in their their materials uh, promoting this, 
and in the newspaper and stuff like that. So um, just if you have something lying around, I just wanted to throw that out there as something that you might want to do. Don't feel obligated. Um, but I know sometimes people have access to things that you don't, you wouldn't think so. And then like, oh, well, I do have like, you know, 20 keychains uh, laying around that might be fun for for teen kids to have. You know, they're going to get ready to drive or something like that. Um, so if you if you think of something, reach out to us the ways that you reach out to us. And um, I will set something up uh, to get to, to double check that that's something that they would distribute um, with my daughter. And then uh, we'll make a way to get those um, to her. I think I made that clear. I hope I mm -hmm. didn't rush mm -hmm. through that. But yeah, just just uh, if it makes sense, great. If it doesn't, then you just, you know, ignore it. We'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, let's, let's moving on. Um, Fridays have become a really big deal in TV world. Um, it started with where Wanda was a big deal. No. What? It started where Mandalorian was a big deal. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. What am I thinking? Oh, I'm so dumb. Yeah. It started with Mandalorian, and Fridays became a big deal. Or staying up late on Thursdays, if you're that guy, right? Yeah. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Um, and then WandaVision. That, that went into WandaVision. Now we have Falcon. Um, I have Fal For All Mankind. I really love that over on Apple. And then we have now we have Invincible on... Um, Amazon Prime. So every Friday they'll be releasing. They released the first three episodes. Um, although it's an animated series, um, it, I watched it and it forced myself to watch it anyway, and it was really good. So um, we've got Amazon releasing every Friday. Got so wait, Falcon. I couldn't get you to do Star Wars animated, and I yeah. couldn't get you to do Batman animated. I know, right? But the first animated, you're like, I'll do this with bells on, and with a happy face is Invincible. Well, there's. Three of those. Three episodes of those. How many seasons of the Just Clone seven. Wars? Just and... seven. Well, if you want to go back to the to the uh, Rebels, the Cartoon Network one, there's nine. Well, then there's a couple of seasons. So it's 11 seasons if you're counting. <laughs> Come on. So you want me to just jump in and do marathon 11 seasons of, is it which one is it? Uh, Rebels or Clone Wars that you're talking about? I guess Clone Wars is the one I started with. But, I mean, you should watch them all, but yeah. It's daunting. Correct. It's, it, it's a daunting one to jump into. Now, I know, like, comic book-wise, we, we're used to jumping into things off of not always a first issue, right? Correct. So I should be able, but you, you really need to watch them from the beginning, right? Like no, we've series. sent you a thousand things of here's the 25 that you have to watch, and you ignore those two. All those little infographics? Yeah. Yes, that's true. You have given me shortcuts. I really have no excuse. I'm just yeah, bad. Just just okay. so we're clear. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm Anyways, Invincible, how is it? Invincible is really good. Um, I had forgotten most of the stuff. The the story beats from, I had read, read it, those first few trays a long time ago. And then I missed out. On a lot of, I, I dropped off the book for a while and then picked it up there towards the end. So I, I should probably get back on the series so I can get ahead of the show. Um, but I think it's only eight. Do so you episodes. think that's more enjoyable to get ahead of the show and know what's coming? You know, I don't know. For for Walking Dead, it sure was. Yeah, true, true. <clears throat> um, I really like that. Uh, but no, there's a for a lot of things I kind of just enjoy the uh, ride, like the boys. I'd never read. 
the boys beyond like a few issues mm-hmm. and so the boys i it was everything was a surprise to me yeah and that was a lot of fun and and that kind of invincible although i know who the characters are because of those trades i didn't remember all the plot points mm-hmm. that they're touching on and maybe they're changing things too and i just didn't re- realize it um but it's 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 really good um surprised i would i i still think for all mankind's my my go-to number one falcon's really good the second issue of that's uh, the second episode of that was really good um and invincible's really good. so it's it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> and it, actually amc plus puts out walking dead early yeah. on thursday night so it's ready to go on <laughs> friday but i just can't i can't fit it in i can't fit it into my busy schedule right <laughs> and this is a good this is a good segue for um one of our listeners and and contributor jason from hawaii says dear colin drew since falcon and winter soldiers out what are the possible spec picks like the first appearance of Saren Carter for this show. Please continue to keep up the great work. Jason. Um, okay, so... Full disclosure, I ain't watched nothing. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen any of the Falcons yet? No, I've seen okay. nothing. Well, I won't... These, these aren't really spoils. These are just I don't pe- care if you people spoil that have made not. appearances. It's all good, but yeah. These are, just, these are just characters that have made appearances, and I don't think you'd be, this would spoil anything for anybody. Um, but yeah, Sharon of, Sharon Carter is Tales of Suspense seventy five from nineteen sixty six, very expensive comic. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Falcon um, was in Captain America one seventeen from nineteen sixty nine. That's an expensive comic. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, Falcon as Captain America was in uh, Captain America one from 2014. That's probably reasonable. I need that to spike. So whatever we can do to get that stupid thing to spike. So that stupid, <clears throat> ugly GameStop variant by Greg Horn. I have two or three copies of, I need to do that to spike and I need to get rid of those. I have one side by Greg Horn that he made me pay for. And I want to <laughs> justify, yeah, that I want to justify that, that obnoxious interaction. Um, <laughs> so if that doesn't spike to a $50 book, I'm, I'm seriously going to be disappointed. My theory is is he will he will take on the cap mantle at uh, the final episode, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We'll see. Mm. Um, so that that's from twenty fourteen. You know that. Uh, let's see, Bucka, Bucky, <laughs> Buckeye, Bucky's first appearance um, was in Captain America number one from nineteen forty one. So Ooh, that's no. going to cost that's going to cost you some money. Uh, As Winter Soldier was from Captain America number one from two thousand five. And then Bucky as Cap uh, was from Captain America 34 from 2008. So there are some possible uh, spikes there. Um, We had an appearance of, uh, uh, well, Bucky mentions White Wolf, uh, where where Bucky was White Wolf. Now that's from Black Panther in 1998. Uh, Black Panther number four from 1998. Um, uh, So keep an eye on that. We've got Agent Torres. His first appearance, uh, Captain America, Sam Wilson, number three, from hmm. 2015. Um, Torres as Falcon um, was in Captain America, Sam Wilson, number six, from 2016. So those are some possibilities, because that character is now in in the show. Uh, we have U.S. Agent James Walker. Uh, first appearance of James Walker. Jeez, how many characters are in the show? Uh, they they crammed a lot, and I might have missed some. So, um, James Walker as James Walker, Super Patriot, was Captain America three twenty three from nineteen eighty six. Um, 
he him playing as Captain America, him him as Captain America was 333, Captain America 333 from 87, and as US agent was Captain America 354 from 1989. So those are some possibles um that may have already done it and we'll get to those in the comics heating up and uh later it may, they may have already spiked mm-hmm. um probably have uh we had lamar hoskins who is Battlestar, also from captain america 323 from 1986 so if that one hasn't busted yet that might be a good one uh we have of course uh zemo uh from avengers number four in 1964 that's gonna be expensive yeah uh, the first Flag Smasher was from Captain America 312. That's in 1985. Uh, the first Isaiah Bradley was from Red, White, and Black uh, in 2003. Number one. Red, White, and Black, number one. Uh, the first Power Broker, the mad scientist, Dr. Carl, Carl Malice, was from Captain 230, 1979. Um, and these are the ones that... <laughs> Just from me watching the first two shows that I jotted down and Googled. I am sure someone's done an extensive list of every cap key appearance that may or may not come up in the in the full eight no, full six episodes. We're only getting mm-hmm. six episodes of this. Um so there there's probably way more than that, but that's enough to get you started. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's definitely enough to get you started. <laughs> and that's just in, that's just in the first two seasons or first two episodes. So quite a bit there happy hunting good luck um i'm sure some of that's reasonable now it may spike it may not yeah, hopefully right. you're able to dig and actually already have these yeah i mean if you're smart uh and have the time staying up till midnight watching the episode uh for character appearances and references and then hopping online and gobbling stuff up is probably the way to go 100%. but I mean, the smart speckers have probably already anticipated who those people might be or went to IMDb and seen some um, actors who are portraying these characters ahead of time and therefore can put those things together. You can do that, too. Um, I, I don't care that much. I should because uh, we, we are a speculation Shh, show. A spec show. Yeah, but I can't I can't I can't really commit that kind of time. But, yeah, why not do that if you can? Uh, so there's some Jason I hope that helps or confuses you or (laughs) seems overwhelming Um, uh, I'm overwhelmed I'm just like okay there's too many Shane says this week shows a DC price increase what do you think of DC increasing all their comics to six dollars well Shane I don't think that's quite what happened Um, as we noted in last week's show, when we were looking through the DC June list, there were some five ninety nine books in there, and Kyle and I, notoriously cheap, Kyle mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. um, not happy about it. No, I don't think that means that we're all comics are going to go to five ninety nine, six six bucks, um, but they're they're gonna they're gonna float these out there, pick and choose. And there's going to be five ninety nines, four ninety nines, and three ninety nines. I'm assuming there's still three nine going to be three ninety nines going forward, um, depending on page count. So, you know, if you got the twenty page comic, w- hoping that still stays at three ninety nine, um, <laughs> it might move to four ninety nine as a standard. Uh, the the six ninety nine is going or the five ninety nine is going to be the the forty page with the backup. 
So your Justice League, Justice League Dark, and, and Batman with a whatever backups they're jamming in there. Um, you didn't ask for the backups, but they're giving it to you, and they they <laughs> they're equate, selling it to you anyways. Yeah, they equate that as worth a dollar. Um, that that backup story is worth an additional dollar. So, um, we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, you can't really be that outraged. You know, you you've been putting up with this with from Marvel for a while. Uh, DC's on that train too. That they're all the ones are four, five, six, seven dollars anyway, and then we're getting more standardized. All event titles are now what five bucks all the time. So, I mean, we've we've been. Is it, what's the parable of the like the the frog in the boiling water? They don't jump out if you. If you put them in cold water and then boil them alive, what? But if you don't know that one, <laughs> no. Okay, okay. When what did you tell? Fro- what did you tell your daughter growing up? <laughs> I said, well, when you want to boil a frog, here's how you do it. You don't boil the water first because if you put them in, they jump right out because it's hot. Uh, if you gradually if, bring if you the water the cold to a boil, water, they won't notice the difference. And then in you gradually, yes. then you can boil a frog alive. Gotcha. And you know who doesn't want to do that? And so that's kind of what we we kind of been in since the 299 since holding the line at 299 days Mm -hmm. and then we've accepted these increases on this book or that book or an annual here and there that's that's all well as good drew but i'm still going to be angry Uh, you can't tell me okay just so we're clear you can be you You, well you literally earlier said you you, we can't be angry and i'm going to continue to be you can't just be angry at dc Oh no! I've been angry at everybody since. Two yeah. Nine, yeah, yeah. I'm, you I'm can't consistent. just be angry at your rage. Can't just be focused at DC. It has to be big, two focused or industry focused as a whole. Because yeah. that's we've been accepting. Well, I mean, the price of lumber is going up, so why not paper? Yeah, for those for us DIYers, man, uh, that sucks. <laughs> Who wants to pay eight dollars for two before, man? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, next on lumber for fun and profit. Yeah. <laughs> Invest in OSB. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're going to be talking about some Marvel June releases soon, an upcoming segment, and we'll see how their prices r- relate to DC's prices last week. Um, and it's going to be close, but yeah, I don't think everything's going to go to five ninety nine. I think they're going to pick and choose to see what the market will bear. And if it's elastic enough to accept it, they're going to go with it. I mean, yeah. uh, people are going to buy, 80,000 people are going to buy Batman every month, uh, no matter what the price is. Yeah, so, I mean, I can't blame them. I'm probably dropping it. Uh, and I think enough's enough. I'm not paying five bucks for Nightwing. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it will I accept four ninety nine, but not five ninety nine? And is that silly to not pay the extra dollar because I'm getting the extra bonus story? Uh, it's hard. To, what part of me just wants to drop them? You know, just stick with three ninety nine books. But I, I don't know. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. Uh, Wade Ledden says now that Marvel is leaving Diamond. Are the big two really interested in actually selling comics to comic book shops? And is there any chance of getting a comic shop owner interview in the near future on the on the podcast? Well, 
Uh, yes, we've reached out to Eric. He's very busy. We're going to try to get Eric from Calabunga and Deep Discount to come on and talk to us a little bit about this. Um, he's he's swamped right now, uh, which is good for him because they're doing really well. And he has a, still has his day job, too, that's busting in his butt. So um, we're going to try to get him on. I really like his opinion on it. And um, uh, Jason has some interviews with... Uh, retailers coming up that uh, they will touch on it as well um, so we'll see that in the near future and our patrons will have already probably heard it I think they've already heard it so yes um, uh, you'll, you'll you'll hear that uh, down the road um, so what does this mean okay Marvel leaving Diamond just like DC left Diamond last year um, and if you remember oh, everybody hated DC for doing so I'm not hearing I'm not hearing the same bashing of Marvel for this for this decision as I heard for DC, but we'll see what happens there. Um, what does this mean for uh, readers? We're probably those of us who mail order going to be paying more for Marvel books. Um, yep. Uh, the discount with uh, what is it? Random House. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, Random House. Um, Penguin Random House is the is who's going to be distributing Marvel now. Uh, their discount is like a flat fifty for retailers, so they were getting sixty and and more seventy eighty in some cases, um, and their profit margins were much higher on Marvel books, and they were able to pass those savings on to us as retailers. Um, you, as a reader who does mail order probably going to pay more than you're used to you your 399 book or five dollar book is not going to be 250 it might be a little higher than that um just could lead to less variety so penguin random house is going to distribute books that sell and sell books that they can distribute more widely um this means a book that sells five thousand copies a month is not going to stay in print although they're not they're just not going to do it you know your smaller stuff is just not going to probably happen i'm guessing Um, what does this mean for ratio incentive variance um i don't know i don't know if i'd I'd be curious to, to if anybody knows if penguin will still be able to support those i would think they would um or what do they want to mess with that? Because they're probably going to be running the show a little strong with a stronger arm than Diamond did because you know they they're a big fish. Penguin yeah. Random House knows how to distribute stuff, um, and and Marvel's not going to be the big dog in the in the fence, right? They're not going to be the big dog at the clay round. Or whatever metaphor that I'm trying to butcher here, <laughs> you know they can't, they won't, they're not going to have. They're 50%. not going to be the frog boiling them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're not going to be able to bully because they're 50 percent market share, because they're going to might not be then in their top 20 market share of things that they distribute. So, uh, I I think they'll just have to Marvel have to fall in line and kind of do things the Penguin way. Uh, Random House way. So that could lead to less variety. Uh, so we get Spider-Man books and next band books and a couple of others that are high sellers and um, variations on those because they're guaranteed to sell and less uh, smaller things. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to lose your black cats and things like that. It could be a bummer. Uh, for retailers, uh, this is going to be smaller margins for them. So their profit margin is going to shrink on Marvel books. Um, and it's going to be more work for them because it's yet another just distributor they have to work with and set up an account and manage the orders through. Um, supposedly, Penguin is offering free shipping, which is going to put pressure on Diamond to add free shipping. Um and we'll see we'll see what happens there um but yeah retailers marvel was most retailers largest sellers and highest profit margin books and that's not going to be the case anymore which is a bummer or for especially for bigger retailers um like your midtowns cowabungas etc that had um that sold a lot of books they were getting great discount tiers mm-hmm. they earned out, it and now I think all, yeah, exactly. And now I think all retailers are going to be working from the same level, uh, that flat 50. And it, it's going to cut into their profit margin and make them work harder for that. Um, what does this mean for for Diamond? Well, it could mean that they're dead. It could, or it could mean you know that they're out of business. Or it could mean that they just have to move around because uh, they're still going to be able to sell Marvel through Diamond, um, but they're and they're just a wholesaler now. So they're basically just a retailer selling with the same fifty percent discount that other retailers would get, and so they can distribute. But then how would how will they pass that on? Will that will that be a thirty percent discount? to someone ordering through Diamond Marvel where they can get a 50% if they go through Penguin. I don't know. That wh- why would you why would any retailer do that? They would um so th- that and if that's 50% of their of their comics running through and propping up their their bottom line, it could really hurt them. But we're I still talking not- about each item is is essentially coming from one location. So there is no, there's still no pick and choose for retailers, right? Because you know, I'm just trying to think of when we oh, used no. to go into our LCS, and every time we'd get a stack of bent books, they'd say App Diamond. Right now it's three. Now it's, no, it's going to be App Penguin. Well, it, it's going to be uh, DC ship was shipped from by Lunar, mm-hmm. and Lunar sucks at mm-hmm. packing or whatever. Um, I don't know if that's true. I'm sure they they do a fine job. Um, and then penguin will ship your marvel books and then diamond will ship everybody else yeah um but then there are several publishers that are now jumping ship and breaking their exclusivity with diamond and share and moving to lunar and or penguin Mm -hmm. Um, so they can be distributed by multiple distributors so there's now there's currently three um, comic distributors that shops have to deal with instead of just one. So there's only there's more to blame. Three three to blame. Three to manage. Three to order from. Mm-hmm. And and like Eric always tells us, this is not your problem as readers. You shouldn't. You it's more work for them. Ex- you sh- our expectations should still be clean quality books at a great yes. price on time. So if you have a pull box 
um, or you walk in on Wednesday, you're a Wednesday warrior and walk in, um, your comics should be there. They should be, you, they shouldn't change. Um, you're still, if you pay cover price, you're still going to pay that same cover price. And none of that should matter to you. Um, these are just things that happen behind the scenes to others that may have ramifications down the road. So, you know, is Diamond, Diamond's going to suffer, I would think, a lot. But maybe they have been planning for this, and it's not actually happening until October, so they have time to move around and position. Um, what about those other smaller publishers? So if, if Diamond suffers to the point where they can't exist, who distributes Aftershock? Mm. You know, th those publishers better get out of their exclusive exclusive contracts as quickly as possible and have backups so that they can be distributed by other places that will distribute a book that sells 3000 copies a month you know i don't know that penguin will take them on right yeah i i'm not sure maybe they maybe and, they will and then if you you think if like a diamond you know goes kaput you know as an unseen thing at the split second, then these people are scrambling for a distributor from a point of weakness and, and are going to get screwed deals too. Yeah. Yeah. So these are all sky is falling type of scenarios. And, you know, it, it could be like Eric always tells us, you, you see no change. It, it, it was a lot of things being shuffled around in the background, but, for you, just you know, as comic readers, you, you, nothing changes, and w let's hope that that's the case. And just the pies are being cut up differently. Now, I have heard a conspiracy theory that Diamond is going to make a play to AT and T to license DC, hmm. and that supposedly AT and T doesn't want to be in the in the comic. Um, publishing business and would like to get out of it and an option would be to license DC to Diamond they pay their 30-40% licensing fee per book and then so then their profit becomes 60% <laughs> because they become a publisher that can self-distribute mm -hmm. and then they, that, that keeps them going and that's that that is how they make their money and then continue to distribute other and that's why and then that is why Marvel left because of conflict of interest they wouldn't want they wouldn't want Diamond to publishing be, a competitor be a, publishing their competitor um, uh, but that is just a conspiracy theory that I've heard from um, just on the internet which is not probably true but I thought it was interesting <laughs> like wow that would be cool because, you know, if it was IDW that wanted to license DC, because they have a relationship with DC, and and do the publishing, then they would have to still distribute through Diamond. So then there'd be three people taking cuts before it even got to us. Um, and that would be that would not be a, a winner a winning situation either. So ah, it's all new, it all happened this week. Um, so We'll we'll know more down the road, maybe, or we won't. Um, hopefully, we can get some retailers' opinions on that. I think that is always an interesting op opinion to hear um, what they thought of it, and and we'll go from there. Kyle, did I miss anything? 
No, I, you see, I mean, again, we don't know anything real concrete about everything, so yeah. I think we covered a lot of different bases and a lot of different options. Yeah. So now let's look at Marvel. <laughs> so, in, in June, our continuing quest to look through some previews ahead of time and help everybody with orders and see what's coming up in as much of the future as you can, we will continue our weekly dive um, through our Marvel previews. This is April for June 2021 shipping products. So we hope that they um, continue to print. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a catalog <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah post post october i'm sure they will um and but it might it won't be called previews it'll have to be called something else but w let's enjoy previews while we have it there you go and starting with the first items on our list heroes yeah, reborn and immediately i'm like why is wonder woman on the front but that's not one no this is that whole um squadron supreme you know DC amalgam stuff that's they do from time to time. All right, let's get through that. Yeah, uh, it it's usually fun, but yeah, it's like. Well, we're on six and seven, so we would have had to have made that decision a while ago. Like yeah, last week. Nobody's last jumping week. in now. Yes. So then we have a, a the hero's return capstone. Um, the it's a fifty six pager, but it's six bucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we've got some six dollar books here. We um, do want five. Yeah, okay, so do do we care about uh, police commissioner Luke Cage and those American Knights? I, I mean, it looks interesting to me. Uh -huh. Um, and then like the the Night Gwen number one. Yeah, I mean that could spike if she, I mean she's a she might be a cool looking character, not necessarily here, but somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, and you know is that. So that's night um, based on Nighthawk, I guess. Yeah, I, I've I've missed a lot of these um, yeah, the um, amalgam uh, crossover characters. So um, I, I'm I'm reading Crime Syndicate, which is cool. Um, I've re I read some Squadron Supreme, so I've always enjoyed them, but I just don't know enough about like uh, everybody. I love that. I love that Heroes Reborn Marvel Double Action cover. That looks really cool. That is kind of neat. Looks like a found uh, issue, like that. What DC's doing with their um, let them live series where they're pulling out old inventory stories and printing them. That's kind of, and then we have Heroes Reborn Squadron Savage number one. It's another five dollar book. Uh, Weapon X and Final Flight number one, uh, another five dollar book. And then we have something that's Infinite Destinies, which I thought was really cool. Mm -hmm. What they're doing is they're going to tell a story across the annuals again, um, which. Uh, publishers used to do that more often, I think. Big Two did this multiple times, and I always kind of thought it was neat and encouraged, uh, you know, to go all in on annuals, right? Oh yeah, because you had a story there. And um, Infinite Destinies uh, says the blurb is the greatest power in the universe has reinvented itself. The Infinity Stones will be revealed in Infinite Destinies as iconic and new characters clash, setting up Infinity Score in Black Cat and the destruction or reinvention of the Marvel Universe after that. So we have in June, Iron Man Annual, Captain American Annual, Captain America Annual, Black Cat Annual. And there's going to be guest stars Quantum, Overtime, and Tiger Division. In July, we have the uh, Spider-Man Annual, Thor Annual, 
with an appearance by Star and a classified appearance in, in Thor. So that should be your new character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in August, we have the Miles Morales Spider-Man Annual, Guardians Annual, Avengers Annual, with guest stars Amulet, Prince of Power, and another classified uh, appearance in Avengers. And then we have, uh, fit, capping this off, in Black Cat 8 and Black Cat 9, which is part one and two of Infinity Score. Um, so that kind of, I think, takes care of that event. So that is E4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, kind of 10 part event, I guess, um, that they're going to take over the summer. That looks kind of fun. What do you think about them spreading this out over annuals? Not a bad thing. I mean, I think that's a cool way to, to, to it's, event but not necessarily an event but mm-hmm. goes, i think that's a cool way to to keep your main character in like hypothetically a uh, person reading black cat will or not black cat that's the one that's not in the annuals but like meeting thor will possibly go to their annual to see the tie-in mm-hmm. yeah um but you know you can either be in for a good bit or in for a lot but it's not as much of a spread over as these big events have been yeah yeah, unfortunately, you can't. It would be nice if Iron Man Annual was in the previous month. Uh, that you could have, because it's the, it's part one. So if you could have sampled this <laughs> to see, hey, uh, I want to dip my toe into this event and see if I want to go all in. And but no, you've got to kind of commit to all of these annuals um, for the month, unless you FOC like both times. You mm-hmm. can FOC in in and out with some of them. Um, but yeah, so so Iron Man annual, you've got to kind of find out if really quickly if if you want to be a part of this event or not. Yep. But yeah, I think I think it's kind of neat. Um, I'm, I don't know the last time they've done this was that the DC DC did this with um, some Batman stuff not that long ago, right? Late nineties, mm-hmm. early two thousands. But I don't know how often this happens, or if it's happened, then I've just like missed it. That's possible, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that gets us through uh, a lot of those annuals. And then we get into Pl- Planet Size X-Men number one, a uh, 48-page $5 book uh, by Jerry Duggan. This is about the Hellfire Gala. And this is another kind of, like, X event, I guess, that Jerry Duggan's going to be, mm-hmm. a crossover event that Jerry Duggan's going to be managing. And Pepe Larraz. We've got Mar- Marauders, which is a tie-in. Yep. So that's Duggan. Yeah, the X-Force is tying in. Hellions tying in. And some of these are three ninety nine bucks. So we're not, we're not all four ninety nine. <laughs> we're sprinkling in some three ninety nine books. So we've now we got two events that's kind of taken everything that Marvel's offered so far. There's X Corp number two. Really X-Men love 21. that AHA cover. Yeah, yeah, that's very nice. Sword, New Mutants is in there. Wolverine, of course. Way of X. X Factors tying in to the Hellfire Gala. Is Children of Adam not? I guess. Correct, it is not. No, it's talking about it. Yep. If Children of Adam 4, Krakoa is opening its doors for the Hellfire Gala. Yeah. Cable as well. It doesn't have the little band along the top. So it looks like Children of Adam, they are taking the opportunity because of the gala uh, to visit. Mm-hmm. So then we get to Marvel Voices Pride number one. This is uh, 
LGBTQ plus month, I guess. Um, so we're going to be celebrating that. That's a non-event tie-in, but it's kind of an event of its own, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we had DC do this on the last one we talked about? Yeah, last week. They, 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 they had their, their own. own. Yeah. yeah, they had their own. Um, and there are some Pride covers that'll be on some of those other events covered. Um, then we get to a non-event book, Predator, number one, with, written by Ed Brisson with art by Kev Walker. Took a while, but we yeah. got here. Yeah, we're 33 pages in the Marvel previews before we get a non-event book. Um, so we did Alien last week, or last month, and uh, now we're doing Predator, or two months uh, Three months ago, and there's then, Alien Four. So we're clearly two months away from Alien versus Predator. Yeah, we are. We we're definitely going to get there. I'm sure. <laughs> um, I haven't. I, I have Alien, but I haven't read it yet. There you go. The first. Uh, we have Gamma Flight Number One. It's a five issue miniseries by Al Ewing and Crystal Frazier. Hmm. This is spitting out of Immortal Hulk. So that should be fun. Yeah. Like Alpha Flight Gamma crossover. That'd be neat. Uh, we have a five-issue United States of Captain America. That first issue by Christopher Cantwell and Josh Truillo is coming out. Celebrating 80 years of Cap. Spinning out of Demon Days, we have Demon Days Mariko number one. So they must have seen okay. enough success with uh, Demon Days, the standard uh, run-through. I think it was what was a five-issue. Yeah, um, must have been. We're yeah. getting the uh, colon second portion of that in the shadow of Kirishka Mountains. Yeah, uh, we've got the second issue of Shang Chi, Jin Young Lang there. Uh, Life Story, Fantastic Four, the second issue, Mark Russell book. Uh, it's forty pages, so it's five bucks. Uh, your standard Fantastic Four thirty three. Um, these have these. A lot of these have these featuring Stormbreaker, mm-hmm. R.B. Silva. What's that about? Do you know anything about that? I don't know anything about that. Yeah, I missed that. It, I noticed it's been on some of them. I don't know if that's their backup deal or not. There's only 32 pages, so probably not. Yeah. Um, reptile, or reptile, reptile, however you pronounce <laughs> it. Uh, the Marvels, number three. Battery Bill, number four. Mighty Valkyries number three. Man, these are all limited series, aren't they? Yep, they are all finite. Except Eternals. We're going to make Internals online. Anybody reading that? Mm, crickets. I hope that movie does well. Maybe that'll get some interest going. Our Amazing Spider-Man. 67. This is a new storyline, so... After King's Ransom, that long storyline. 67, 68, all about the chameleon. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out where they're going with these. That's a great cover with all the heads on the walls. Yeah, just looking at chameleon conspiracy. That's a giant size, amazing Spider-Man chameleon cons- conspiracy. That's a great cover. And that's the conclusion of the chameleon cons- conspiracy storyline. Miles doing his clone saga that continues in issue 27. Well, this Black Cat, is this a regular issue? Black Cat number seven? Yep. Just a standard. 
And then and eight and nine are the tie-ins. Which have, yeah, which are also... That's interesting. So there's going to be three black cats in the month of June? Yes, looks like or, it. Or maybe that eight and nine are... Although those were going to be later in. That's right. The, those were in after. The summer. Those were um, scrolling back up, but it's taken a while. Yeah, that's right. Those were later on in the summer. Yeah. After the event had played out over sure. the summer. Yeah. Black Cat 8, Part 1, Black Cat 9, coming soon. It doesn't actually give the dates. They're, they're after the August date, but I doubt they're after August. Yeah. So it, as long as... Not putting the date on them. As long as none of the annuals are delayed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> we got to hope. Um, Silk, number 4. Kyle, we just hope Silk blows up so big. Yep, love Silk. Really good cover. Yeah. Non-stop. And there's a Jenny Frizen cover as the B. Yeah, that'll be nice. I uh, love non-stop Spider-Man. At least the first issue, I really like that. Joe Kelly, Chris Bacalow. Avengers Mech Strike. I still don't really know what that is. Iron Man number nine. Going to have the origin of Korvac. Should be fun. Cap Marvel 29. Still 399 book. Black Widow 8 is a 399 book. Captain America hits number issue 30, which is the final issue of Tanahisi Coates' run. Ah. Um, the possibly some revelations in there. We're going to get an, um, you know, him put left, leaving his mark uh, with an all-out fight to finish the Red Skull and Power Elite. We'll see what happens there. Could be cool. Uh, Trials of Loki, Marvel's Tales number one. I don't know if that's a one-shot or... No, oh, it collects Loki number one through. I was gonna four. say it's a collection. Yeah, and that's is that what we're in now? No, there's Immortal Hulk forty-seven. <laughs> I yeah, I was thinking that was that, and then we get we're back to these more more Stormbreakers tie-ins. We really, I should really should read my my Marvel press releases closer. I would know this. Strange Academy eleven. Thor fourteen finishes up. Uh, the storyline, uh, Prey storyline, which I got so far behind, I just stopped reading Thor. And um, so 15 would be probably where I would jump back on then. Because I'd be after a storyline mm-hmm. finishes up. So I'm going to try 15 um, and see if uh, it's accessible for me. But it is the start of a new arc. So jumping on point for me, if I remember. <laughs> if. This Daredevil 31 looks like something's going to happen in it. Yeah, it doesn't look like Elektra anymore, does it? Uh-uh. So. And it's a cool-looking cover. It does say Elektra fends for herself, but maybe there's multiple Daredevils now. Savage Avengers has Spider-Man on the cover, so, or crossover, so that always helps. We'll sell more copies. When in doubt, throw yep. Spidey on there. Finally, some Star Wars, bro. There you go. The Rancor. I do love a good Rancor battle. With a variant of Peach Momoko for Star Wars. Okay, you got me there. So there's 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 multiple Rancors, right? Yeah, yeah, that's just a that's just a variety of beasts. Right. Keeve Trennis. That's one of our new characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. As along with Vernestra Rowe and Emery Kintaros. Mm-hmm. All new. Yep, yep, yep. Look at that War of the Bounty Hunters wraparound cover. Pretty cool. 
Okay, go left to right, Kyle, on the War of the Bounty Hunters wraparound cover. Who, who's who's all the way on the left there uh, by Chewbacca's knee? That is what we, we we got that as that was the Sith Marauder or the Sith whatever it was that we got on the cover of the one. That's, okay. that's the new character they put in. Okay, then we have Boss. Then we have Bosk. And then holding up... Chewbacca who, is throwing Dengar. Okay, and then who's under the foot underneath Chewbacca's crotch? Who's that? Brainy looking. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one there. And then who has the foot? Who's the green girl in green? That's the one girl we've been talking about in this series that I'm not real... I don't okay. know real well. Same thing with the dude with the torch. What about the half... Robot face. Those are the guys from this series, this Bounty Hunter series that we've kind of just gotten into. Okay. And then, then we have Boba. Boba Fett. And then... And then the guy from the Cantuine, right? Cantine. Yeah. Cantuine is the is a combination of Tatooine and <laughs> Is that Cantina. supposed to be Afra? and then the, the girl with the dreads is her friend from the Afra series? Maybe. It looks I like... I think, that, yeah, they're, they're, we're bringing Afra into this. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're bringing Afra into this. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's the one from Afra. And that is Afra. So War of the Bounty Hunters, number one. Yeah, and we get a dope we get a dope cover of uh Boba Fett with yeah, not- the slave one on it. So that's awesome. We're gonna have a lot of variants. Who's doing the art here? The uh, internals are Steve McNiven. Steve McNiven. Those can't be final. Too watercolory. Yeah. They look good. Looks like Peach Momoko. Yeah, they're a little bit uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't mind it. It's something different. Like I was bleeding outside of the mm-hmm. squares. And then st- Okay, and, and then everything's tying in, so if I want to follow bounty hunters, I gotta jump back to Star Wars with Charles Soule. Is and, and you have to do And the I same gotta with read Afra. Gosh. Is they're all tying in. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fun. Vader ties in. Vader ties in. Okay. Versus Dark Droid. So you in, you out. I'm in. Yeah, I figured. I'm definitely in. Okay, here's here's Stormbreakers, the next generation of elite artists. I probably should have just read this thing before we got on the air, but so I guess that's Yeah. That's the deal. That's the like Stormbreakers are variant covers by emerging artists. Yes. Pat Gleason is not an emerging artist. He's been around forever. Peach Momoko is not emerging. I guess you. Could She's call been her on up. everything for a yeah. year straight now. Yeah. All right, yeah, whatever. That's fine. That's the twenty twenty. Well, it's twenty twenty class. I guess. Yeah, I guess that's possible. All right. And is that everything except for um, all ages, trades, and statues? I think that covers it, right? That's it. That is all I got. Okay, so 122 pages of goodness uh, in the Marvel guide. My goodness gracious, a lot of stuff. That to was pay big. attention to. Yeah, there was, there's a lot there. Um, but let, let's go back now to compare and contrast to the DC previews or DC Connect from a price point standpoint. Are there more three ninety nine? Do you recall there being more three ninety nines, like as a percentage of releases in the Marvel, in the DC? I don't recall, but it doesn't seem like it was exorbitantly more. And then we, you did have the, you didn't have a lot of five ninety nines this month, Marvel. Mm-mm. 
mostly 499 books but you had some um so we'll see let's uh, let's put a pin in this let's not make any declarative statements <laughs> let's see what the price points look like next month in the july releases from dc and marvel and see how how we're doing from a 399 499 599 stamp if there's a percentage that are you know because didn't you didn't you say a while ago that you noticed all the black label had gone to a certain price point yep if they were prestige so i don't know that's uh, yeah yeah i think it's a wait and see right we don't really know exactly what the plan is unless unless there's some all right kyle let's hop into cover price and see what uh what's hot right now all right, heading over to do some cover price top 10. We're going to go through this because it's got a little bit more detail on some of the things. If there's a couple things that I'm not sure who's in it or why it spiked, uh, they tend to drop that in here. So we're just going to run through this real quick. Starting with rank 10, they have Marvel number 6, the Liebermeho one in 25. This is from 2021. This just came out. Uh, Silver Surfer variants can often feel redundant or boring or simply miss the mark on capturing our favorite Sentinel of the Spaceways. However, this Liberejo variant nails the Silver Surfer perfectly. Gorgeous explains why it moved 51 copies and $145 for a raw. Is that a good return on your 25? Yeah. Yep, that's a pretty good return. That's where you like to see him there. Yeah. At rank 9, of course, Ultimate Fallout 4. We don't need to continue to talk about that. Miles Morales. Um, CGC 9.8, we're at $3,500. It's insane. ENIAC number 1. ENIAC remains on the list for the third week in a while. While raw copies have fallen to around 100 to 130, um, it still sold 49 copies. And a 9.8 for CBCS is 500 bucks. Yeah. Nottingham, number one. Of course, Drew completely right on this. He and I talked about how it was a really neat uh, take on the uh, Robin Hood method. Uh, Mad Cave publisher. Uh, this was number one on our list last week. This week's holdover is actually still pretty steady. It remains high. 49 copies and th- not quite 40 bucks for a raw, so that's pretty good. West Coast Avengers 45, continuing to do great. White Vision is another book that keeps landing on the top 10. Faith in seeing the White Vision again has people committed to continuing to buy this. So a lot of people uh, think that we're going to continue to see White Vision as we go forward in the MCU. A CGC 9.8 yeah. is 1350 bucks. That's amazing. That is just amazing. <laughs> now, um, you have picked this up for a quarter not five years ago, correct? Yeah, yeah. I sold my run. I, I have to go through my... Because I, I had started a second run, and I don't know where I'm at on it. If I have, if I got lucky enough to have these in there, I don't know. I should yeah. pull them out, though, because, yeah, th- these are worth it. Now, Paul Bettany has uh, talked about how much he likes playing Vision, mm-hmm. and that he will play Vision forever if Marvel wants him to. So, so much so that he explained that his uh, his most anticipated cameo appearance was him playing against himself. Yes, which put, which put people in a tizzy. Shocker. Um, internet got upset. Can, yeah. you, can you believe that? Yeah. <laughs> At rank five, Captain America 25 due to Joaquin Torres' appearance on the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Speculators feel that Sam Wilson will take on the Captain America mantle more than ever. If Joaquin takes the Falcon mantle, then it's only because Sam has finally accepted the Captain America moniker. 
First appearance is Captain America in this issue, 54 copies, a 9.8, $390. Yep. At rank four, Falcon and Winter Soldier number one. Oops, excuse me. While these issues featured the first appearance of the two characters, the natural and Veronica Eden, its recent market success could simply just be due to it being their first team-up title, but that also shares the name for the show. So, you just don't know why. But it moved 46 copies, 90 yeah. bucks for a CGC 9.8. And I didn't list this on our list because I, yeah, that that's also a good one. Just because they're teamed up, Yep. maybe, yeah, that should be, maybe that'll have some But the bonus well. of the natural and Veronica Eden. Yes. At rank three, Sam Wilson's Captain America number three. As noted, this issue, issue features the first appearance of Joaquin Torres, who appears on the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, episode one. While the news was rumored for months, this official appearance lit sales on fire, moving 52 copies, $115 for a raw of Sam Wilson, Captain America. No, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Jeez. At rank two, X-Men number four, Omega Red. Rumor, rumors remain strong. WandaVision has left us all reluctant to jump on a rumor, but that's what sales are doing for this first appearance in this issue. Sold a huge 108 copies on the secondary market. CGC 9.8 going for as high as $481. And at rank one, Sam Wilson, Captain America 5. Again, Joaquin Torres's appearance on Falcon Winter Soldier tells us that Joaquin will most likely take on the Falcon moniker as he did in this issue. So this issue moved 34 copies, $84 for a raw. Again, all speculation. We don't know this. This is just what we're puzzling together. Wow. Uh, the the bottom ten, um, we have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number one, uh, number 11 from 1994. That's picked up. Uh, why? Um, the, let's see. It's generating with a new series coming and a new TV show being developed. The ongoing Harris comic is more accessible than their first early appearances. However, we think these sales are moving due to the White Ranger trading card that's included in the book. The card market is exploding and has spilled over into moving comic cards. So maybe the real answer is both. There you go. Regardless. Yeah, so it's a high sale of 110 for a CBC nine point CBCS 9.6. Oh, dang. Uh, not even CGC, not even 9.8. Yes, exactly. We have Spawn number one, uh, sold 42 more copies. And two fits up to two fifty for a CGC nine eight. Ultimate Fallout four, we know that one selling well. This is the Pacelli second print, doing very well. Eight hundred bucks for a nine eight. Moon Knight number one, my boy, uh, continues. It's been a while since we've heard any news on the Moon Knight series. Fans are itching for an update. They continue to snatch up copies of this first series. Forty one copies sold. Uh, Six hundred bucks for a CGC nine eight. You itching for an update? Um, sure. I mean, I, I hope it does for Moon Knight what, you know, every other <laughs> Disney Plus series seems to do for those characters. There you, you go. Know? I, 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 I want success for that character. I want him to be around and people itching for it. There you go. Captain America number six, Winter Soldier cover. Uh, it comes in at rank 15. This is from 2005. This is the first full appearance of the Winter Soldier, and it's hitting huge highs thanks to a well-received uh, series. Uh, sold 19 copies and had a high sale of $1,000 for a CGC 
$999. I'm sorry. I rounded up. How dare you? Yeah. Star Wars number eight comes in at rank 16 from 1977. First appearance of Jackson, the space rabbit. Is really? Moving. Yeah. 19 copies moved and a high sale of 65 bucks for a CGC 8.5. Although a CGC 9.8 sold for 765 most of us that read Star Wars back then, we beat the heck out of our comics. So getting a 9.8 is going to be... Yeah, no doubt. Ah, good good luck. Uh, Captain America 323, we mentioned this from 1986. This is John Walker as the new Captain America at the end of the first episode So uh, of, the, of the series. This sent people racing online to gobble this up uh, at a high sale of 770 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, another Ultimate Fallout 4. This is the Bagley second print. Had a high sale of 1400 for a CGC 9.8, which is just up from 1300 last week. Uh, Spider-Man 2099, number one. Um, Spidey has a massive CGC 9.9 sale last week of $3,500. This sale put a spotlight on high-grade copies, and collectors threw a little more money into the 9.8s, which sold 26 copies. Um, and had a high sale of 119 for a CGC 9.8. So that's a jump. Yeah. So so $119 for a CGC 9.8 or 35.50 for a CGC 9.9. So what do you got to pay pay the CGC grader to give you a 0.1 higher grade mm-hmm. on your book, your near mint book? I mean, it's wow. I'll give you half of what I sell it for and you're still making money. <laughs> Marvel Voices number one uh, from 2020. This cameo appearance of the Children of the Atom, as well as the first appearance of the Goddess Spider. Um, the spider that bit <laughs> Peter Parker at Sydney Moon. I can't believe this. Um, <laughs> sold 19 copies at a high sale of $89 for a near. All right. Cool. Very nice. Um, now it's time for FOC. FOC, of course, our final order cutoff. It's our last chance to add a few things to our lists. Uh, make sure we have these things that we don't have to chase them on the secondary market. Of course, we get our things from Deep Discount Comics. Um, and they send us a lovely email with all our FOC items. And on that, they feature a few things as well. As, lo- as well as a an, uh, bad idea disclaimer, Kyle. <laughs> I missed that. Yes. Um, please note. So, bad idea. Uh, Cowabunga Deep Discount is carrying bad idea comics. They're in the second wave or whatever of retailers um it's the the bad idea if you've been following this i don't know if you have or not but they they have some interesting rules and regulations for how comics their comics should be sold um so if you're on the list and you want bad idea comics you can get them but you can only get one um and you have to commit to the whole series so if it's a four issue or a three issue a five issue whatever it is You've got to commit to one of each um, when you when you get this. You can't just get the number ones. Um, and that seems to be throughout their distribution. And if you break that, like Kyle and I share an account with mm-hmm. Deep Discount, so we have to thumb wrestle over who gets the opportunity to commit to the Or it could <laughs> be the idea. guy whose house the comics go to and who opens the box first. <laughs> 
It could be also that way. That's true. Shoot. I have forgotten that no matter what we decide, the ultimate decider is the post office. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. So so but but it's cool. I mean, a lot of us didn't have any retailers around us that were to be bad idea district. I think they were limited to 50 for the first wave and maybe 200 for the second. I can't remember. Um, podcaster Mike Myers, he he has been flip-flopping back and forth trying to find distributors. He wanted he was all in there. He was he was committed to buying everything. Then he kind of just backed off a little bit about bad idea. And I'm not sure where he landed. Whether he's back to all in or going to sample or what. Or if he even found a distributor. But, but he has he, now because he can always come over to yep, Deep Discount. Yep. Yep, yep. He can always come over to Deep Discount and get them. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, it's it's a tough call. They're doing some weird things and some things I get. I understand they want to support the industry, and and I don't think they like speculators. So um, they don't want that to be the driving force. They want it to be about the comics, and they're they're going to enforce the rules. So what do we think about that, Kyle? Uh, stop trying to change the industry. Stop trying to make things <laughs> your way. Sell your stupid peddly books. And if I want to take it home and wipe my butt with it, that's what I'll do. Um, <laughs> you don't tell me what to do with your mom at the comic. All right. Okay. That's 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 enough caveats on on bad idea. So go ahead, Kyle. Finish up what you're saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I change the way you were going to talk about that with my answer? No, no. I, I I think that's a valid excuse. I, I I think it's a valid reason to not want to do what they what they're saying, or or not. It's up yep. to you. Uh, and a few other things that our good friends at Deep Discount have pulled out for us: Catwoman number thirty, the cover B, Jenny Frizen. Uh, of course, it's one of the five dollar books, um, or is no, it's cardstock is the reason that's five dollars. Okay, I'm jumping the gun on things like that. Harley yep. Quinn, red, white, or Harley Quinn, black, white, and red. The trade paperback um, is out for that whole series. Uh Kojakaru the Skinner number one from IDW and Mike Mignola written book. Good, number- good pronunciation. I like that. Kojakaru. There you go. Old Guard, Tales Through Time, number one. The second iteration of the Old Guard series. Uh, Nick Spencer writing this. Well, I'm coming out from Image. Mighty Valkyries, number one, from Marvel. Jason Aaron and Torin Grogbeck writing that. The Women of Marvel, from several different writers, uh, female writers from Marvel on this one, and several different female artists on this one. Sarah Pacelli doing the cover on that six dollar book we talked about the ENIAC uh, uh, the sales of the ENIAC one through four and then our good friends at Deep Discount are featuring a toy um, from Hasbro you can order the Star Wars Black Series 50th Anniversary Jackson what do you think Kyle? that's kind of neat isn't I it? I do like my Black Series stuff um, I don't know that Jackson is one that I ever thought I would want <laughs> Uh, was he ever a small action figure? I don't know that one. I'm not sure. What era is he? He was never in any of the movies, right? No, but he was in that Star Wars 8 that came out in, you know, pre-80s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he was in the comic series, but he was never in the movies. Correct. Uh, even probably in the holiday special, but that's it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But let's dig down and see what we can find. Let's start with our DC items, see if we can find anything we got to have. Hmm. 
probably biggest thing for me is that same Catwoman 30, Jenny Frizen. Yeah. And of course, Nightwing, Nightwing 79. Who's in? Who's doing the black and white? Anybody? Are we back to good? Good people doing the black and white? Penultimate, Kyle. Oh my! Uh, let's see. We've got full history of Nightwing by Joe Maline from Far Sector. Kieran Gillen. Yeah, who's what's he doing? Yeah, it's not your top tier. Gilded Dent. Oh, that's the character. Sorry, Mariko Tamaki. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we may have already got the best uh, breast creators already on this. But. Yeah, Jenny Frizen cover B on that black and white is pretty Yeah, it's very nice. But that's all for me for DC? Well, besides, you already mentioned Nightwing 79, I'm assuming. Yep. I don't yeah, like okay. the cover B, but I'm going to buy it. I've been buying the cover A's. You are. You're sticking with one. Okay. Dark Horse, you already, we already mentioned Jakaroo. Yep. No, Koja... How'd you say it? <laughs> Kojikaru or Kojakaru? Koji, Kojikaru, okay. Kojakaru. I like them both. Yeah. Those are both good. Down to IDW. Godzilla Monsters, Monsters and Protectors, if you're down for the kaiju. That looks all AGAF, so... Yeah. Wow. So next... What is it? Next week, we get, we get Kong versus Godzilla on HBO Max and in the theaters in the same day. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that one. Pro Kong, of course. Pro Kong. <laughs> um, these TMNT ongoing, these 10 copy incentives have been popular on the secondary market. This one kind of neat. A very interesting cover. The Junie Ba cover. Um, yeah. They've been worth taking a flyer on these uh, 1 in 10s. Yeah, what do you, what's your investment there? 20 bucks. Discount? 20 bucks. Uh, down into image for me. We're at rank four on haha. Look, we're no longer into mimes. Yeah, we got a new old guard series starting up. Battlefield variants, very cool. Radiant Black second issue goes to a second printing as well. What, Drew? Did you know there was this kind of want for superhero books and image? <laughs> you know. Um, I don't, I want to I want to retract that whole statement. That is an awesome looking second print on cover two. Yeah, that is really cool looking. I can't get there. Uh, oh, it is. It is nice. Yeah. Very, who's doing that? Mars. Tom Riley. Play okay. Better get that. That's pretty dope. Kyle, what is the Stray Dogs horror movie variant? That Caroline or whatever the name of that stupid doll is. Chucky? Is no. Chucky? Coraline. Or Caroline, that little little porcelain doll that kills people, I think. Oh, okay. Ultra Mega, of course, goes to a second print. And has a five-copy incentive second print variant. That's interesting, right? Yes, indeed. We, don't, do, we do see that occasionally, right? It's not the first time we've seen this. But Correct. It doesn't happen that often. Walking, du- Walking Deluxe is up to four... Walking Dead Deluxe is up to four uh, variants. Mm-hmm. After down to three, back up to four. We don't, no reason, no, we don't know why. Yeah, we're not sure on that one. And then there's Alien number two. I didn't get a chance to read Alien number one yet. I'm going to have to read that to see if I want to keep going with it. The glory of FOC is now I can, if I read it today, I can make my decision tomorrow this or the next true. day on whether... 
whether I want to keep going, I don't have to have committed to the first three issues before reading it, which is nice. Thank you, Deep Discount. We'll be looking at the Mighty Valkyries here. Oh, and a new Jane Foster. <laughs> I'm out. Led book. I'm just done. You're done with Jane Foster? Just, yeah. You Jane Fostered out? I mean, we've gone through such a ride in just the past few years. It's crazy. True. Yeah, and she already had a Mighty Valkyries yeah. book, right? So we're doing it, just doing it again? Yep. Okay. I think Way of X looks neat. I liked the last thing we did with him where he was a swashbuckler as well. And I like Sysperier. I hope they let him go a little darker with it. Yeah. I'm going to try and read this. Okay. That'll be your first X-book in a while. In a long, well, since X-Men Red. That's a while. Yeah. That's a while. That's about a year, year and a half. I, I, well, no, I jumped into the House of X and... Uh, Oh, okay. I jumped into that and jumped quickly The Hickman out. stuff. Yeah. The Hickman stuff, yeah. Yep. The Hickman stuff is a slog unless you uh, commit. Yeah. But, I, I don't know, this is just kind of something that tickles my fancy. Like, they're writing this book going, hey, man, Kyle likes this kind of thing, let's see if we can grab him. And <laughs> for now, it's worked. Yeah, he said, Kyle likes Nightcrawler on a boat <laughs> as a pirate. I like pure Nightcrawler doing doing Nightcrawler-y things, and this is gotcha. this is it. Yes. Because I, you know, they can't get me with Wolverine anymore. He's just, he's just too overused. Uh, but this is an interesting way of doing Nightcrawler enough that even yes. though they've done it recently, I'm just like, ah, eh, let's check it out. Yeah. Women of Marvel, which cover are you doing? I'm not. I'm steering clear. Let's say you were. I don't even like Peach Momoko that much. Dang. Uh, I don't know. They're all pretty average. Yeah, but that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, but I didn't look at the Wolf. Uh yeah, it's not. But down in um, with Alice in Leatherland, hey. from, from Black Mask Studios, uh, it's written by Iolanda Zanfardino. <laughs> Clicking that cover, eh? that is not what I thought Alice in Leatherland was going to be. I was the same exact same thing. <laughs> and it's a, a writer, young writer of children's storybooks. Yes. Is hurtled into her fairy tale like life when she discovers her girlfriend has been cheating on her. So um, that's not what I thought Alice in Leatherland would be about. Nope. Uh, and it's a black mask book, so we'll get two, maybe three years before a long delay. A long delay. Yeah, was, yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> and maybe never ever finish it. There you go. Spectre Inspectors um, number one goes to a second printing. Let me see. Nope, it's new. Hey, that's good. Orcs number two, or Orcs number three, halfway through that book. Christine Larson. Holy crap, Sacred Six. Jeez. A lot of covers in Dynamite. Uh, Girls of Dimension 13 is an Aftershock book by Graham Nolan and Brett Blevins. Four young women are brought close together by a mysterious invitation to live in a creepy building in New York City. It's a portal to other dimensions. I, I, I pre-ordered this, if I remember correctly. I mean, until Aftershock burns us. I mean, yeah. How, how, how many great books have they had? They're, None of them have been I'll, bad. Yeah, right? I was going to say, they all seem very good, very high quality. Well, along with the AWA people, I mean, those guys have been just crushing it. Yep. And then now we get down to Bad Idea, and 
I didn't realize the ENIAC is not a first print for number one. Correct, it's not. So you're going to subsequent number one printing, and you've got to commit to a one through four, but number one is not a first print. Correct. Which is why it's $300. And then Tanker's number one is a first print, but could be allocated depending on print runs. You never know. Mm -hmm. um, you might... So you might pre-order, from what I understand, you might pre-order number one or or tankers one through three, and then number one gets allocated and you get a second print of number one. Is that, is that your understanding? Yeah, because I would not think they would just say you don't get number one, but you get two and three. Right. Yeah, they would definitely get you what you, but they're not going to guarantee that you're going to get first prints on everything, yeah. which is really a bad idea. Bad yeah. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why... It's, Ah, uh, there's no check mark by me on beside those. Yeah, it, it, I'm I'm right on the fence, man. I don't know. I mean, on the one hand, it's they're trying new things, and I want to support them, but it's just been such a weird roller coaster to get here. I, yeah. I, I'd be curious what Vales is doing about steering clear, waiting for it to be in quarter bins down the road. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Let's hop over to. Uh, Let's go to Comic the, Book Invest real quick. Yeah, yeah. Check out our hot 10. We kind of flipped the order on these a little bit because uh, I wanted to go through the cover price first. Um, but let's circle back around to our good friends at uh, comicbookinvest.com and look at their hot 10 for March 26th. At rank one, we have Daredevil, number nine from 1999. This is the David Mack written run. Remember a couple weeks ago when this hit the list, it jumped to $100 for Raw. Now it has doubled that and 9.8s are $800. Uh, think of what this would be if number 10 was the cover on this number 9. I don't know what that means. Apparently number 10 has a really cool cover. I mm. wish this had a really cool cover. What is the deal here? Do we know? We, we know. did. We read it before, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, okay. At rank two, Captain America, number seven, the second print from 2019. Zero sales, and then all of a sudden, this is a $275 book. Uh, they post Somebody posted an article right here on CBSI, and it seems that some are jumping all over this one. Uh, kind of ridiculous price jump. Flash in the pan there. Truth, red, white, red, black, and white, number one. Robert Morales writing this. That two minutes of screen time was so incredibly tense. Please don't let that be the extent of what they do with this character. It is doubled from the $80 price point of life. Yep, we highlighted that one. We talked about that one. Uh, Machine Man, number seven. Jack Kirby writing this one. This is an oldie, a 35 center. Jumping from $5 or less to 35 or 50 because of an ad about Power Broker Super Serum, yada, yada, yada. If you are chasing this first appearance of Curtis Jackson, why wouldn't you go for the first power broker in the thing number 35 first? Yeah, so there's a couple of power brokers, and one's a mad scientist and one's Curtis Jackson, and uh, I'm not sure which one is the one. Yeah. That we're, uh, are we talking about both of them in Falcon and Winter Soldier? I don't know. We'll find out eventually. There you go. At rank five, uh, Marvel number six, the Libramehu one and twenty-five that we talked about earlier, up to one hundred and thirty to one hundred and fifty this week after it was selling for seventy-five to one hundred last week. Great Terminator two looking cover. That's what I thought when I saw it. I'm excited about rank six, Tokyo Ghost number one, by Rick Remender and Sean Murphy. 
Less than cover, up to $30 and more this week after Legendary Pictures picked this one up for a movie. I have a ton of these. I really like this series. It was great, yeah. NYX number three by Joe Casada. This thing's always been expensive, and now it's more expensive. 9.8s are now selling for $1,500 after being around 1000 for the better part of three years. The $2,000 9.8 key standard is just over the horizon for this one. I don't know why, but whatever. Yeah. Captain America 312, prior to the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier, this was approximately a $20 book. Expect to pay upwards of $100 for a higher grade copy with a graded 9.6 going for 325 I think the character is great on the show, but does the fact that it is Carly in the MCU and not Carl mean this book has no significance? Yeah, that's, that's true. I never thought about that. Yep. Thor 617 by Mike, by Matt Fraction. I forgot he wrote a run on Thor. I, I did too. Several outlets are reporting that Kid Loki is coming to the MCU, thanks to Phil Lee for this info. As such, this book jumped in price from 20 to 25 to over 50 While not on the cover, don't forget about the Tron variant for this. No. And, aha! This was my pick. I just this saw was your this. pick. Holy yeah. crap! Ha ha ha! Even uh, a broken clock is right. Everybody. Yeah, no kidding. Cold Dead War number one, selling for fifteen after release. Written by George Romero's son, George C. I like this concept of zombies from the past. Has anyone read this one? Yeah, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> there you go. Honorable mentions. We have Betty number six. What? Thanks to Steve Horn for the heads up on this one. Jumping from $10 to over 150 Why? Some Simpsons-level Nostradamus predictions inside. Pretty cool if you ask me. Okay. <coughs> so that... So what? Yeah. So they just predict the future? Something current, something that happens now happened in that book, and it's just like kismet, and now we got to get that because that's pretty cool. Got it. Okay. Chilling Tales number 15 with a wicked cover. OSPG lists a 6.5 at about $350. A great, Help me there. Uh, oh, uh, oh uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> a graded 6.5 sold this week for nine grand. Few prior sales, but the closest in grade was a 7.0 that sold 10 years ago for $160. This definitely qualifies as one of those, whoa, golden age covers. Uh, it's a comic grading and restoration. There you go. Yeah. All right, oh, Drew. No, wait, 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 wait. No, it's it's Overstreet Price Guide. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then we can't uh, trust that. That's why it was off by so much. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for our sneak peek at next week. What we want to Jesus. Look at. Coming out. Locally. How did I not know that's what that was? Yeah. <laughs> so let's head on over to Lunar and look at our DC books. God, of all people, not to know Overstreet Price Guy. I'm the guy that should know Overstreet Price Guy. <laughs> oh, look at that Batman Catwoman cover. Yeah, it's a good looking cover. Just the thirtieth for DC book. And we're still we're going to finish out Future State. Still, we've got some free Future State stragglers. Yep. Not much coming out this week, and uh, honestly, nothing I care about, aside from that's a neat-looking cover for Catwoman 4. That's it. Nothing does it for you, huh? Nothing tickling, nothing. Okay. Heading over to Image Books. We're heading to previewsworld.com, finding the 31st and finding Image. Shadecraft. 
Yeah. Okay. Joe Henderson. Zade Lu is afraid of her own shadow. The dark tones of Demon Slayer and Something is Killing Children meets a cast of contemporary teen characters not unlike Veronica Fish and Kelly Thompson's Sabrina the Teenage. So we have horror. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting enough that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see if it's got anything I care about in it. Yeah, I read the I read the backup. Uh, there was like a backup pages in a, in one of the comics. Um, it, it looked good. It was like five six pages good. Spawn three sixteen. Every cover is like S tier art. Every single one of these covers is like a poster. It's huh. just stupid how nice they are. Ugh, I love them. And that was the one that we we could also get the five. I think one so. in five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Noctera going to a second print. Shocker! A Scott, a Scott Snyder book went to a second print. What? Yeah, and I think that's a different color. It is. Get it. 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 No, I'm writing it down now. Actually, just FYI. Too bad I go first. Dang it! <laughs> Two moons. Number one. Also going to a second print. We liked the uh, premise of that. Thought it was pretty cool. We'll see about that going forward. You can also pick up number two there. Ah, really good cover A on that. I love that one. I don't have anything until Marvel. And Dark Horse. Yep. IDW. Yep. Okay. Down into Marvel. Uh, Beta Ray Bill. Which I'm one? I'm excited about oh, the headshot variant. The Todd Knock headshot, I think. There you go. Oh, maybe the Stegman. That's. Pr- I can't remember what the... Uh, the Stormbreakers is... Iban Coelho. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was all pretty good. I'm I'm interested in that. If you're doing Beta Ray Bill, you have to have the classic. Yeah, the Thor cover. Yes, and if you're not yeah. going to do that, just don't do anything but a cover A. I want my Walt Simonson cover. You can only go to the well so many times, right? Se- oh, really? Because every single <laughs> rip off of 300 doesn't sell like crazy. <laughs> uh, Silk number one. I'm excited for that. So we got these Ghost Rider covers, right? And we got these uh, women's history variants. Um, the women's history variant for Ghost Rider is really cool, but I don't even know who it is. Kushala. I don't know who Kushala That's pretty rad. Yeah, that is that stuff. Okay. I, I'm really digging these women's history variants, actually, if you can figure out who's on them and stuff. So, like, the Black Cat number four women's history variant just has Felicia Hardy on the front, not not black catish and that's really cool if you're a black cat guy yeah that's really nice it's not your typical black cat stuff it's got her and her and i want the silk shiza i didn't order that did i ah crap i need that and there's the emma frost x-men 19 women's history i'm gonna have to call up eric and say i want that I, i just like the what they're doing there all right high republic 2 going to a third print in marvel and High Republic 3 going to a second print in Marvel, continuing to dominate on these High Republic books. New covers. And they're giving us new covers on them. Just, just my way of saying, get them. There's, there's, there's zero downside to getting them. Yeah. Well, you've already bought them twice. You're always going to be able to get your money back out of them. That's a guarantee. That's a that's, that's a Kyle that's a guarantee. C four fab stamp on the front of that. Beast. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Down to dynamite. Moving on. Moving on from boom. Down into our smaller publisher. 
Eh, we got Cult of Dracula number one. But that's uh, Source Point. That's our good buddy so at Source Point. There you go. I like that. We talked about this a couple times on FOC yeah. and stuff. And Destiny New York from Black Mask. Uh, the Pat Shan book. Another Black Mask book that may not come out completely. Ooh. Okay, sorry. I'm caught up in manga. My bad. Not manga for coming. No, I clicked on Goblin Slayer side stories number two because that's the manga I, I, I watched. Oh, nice. So I was just like, oh, oh, do you? You do watch it? I've watched cool. a lot of. I went through a manga phase for six months, or a anime phase for six months. So I watched a lot of it. It's got manga backs. And what's your what's your? I like them. There's some really good stuff out there. That's cool. Yeah, like that Demon Slayer that just came out. Really good. A lot of really good stuff. Don Machi, I'm really obsessed with that. A lot of neat stuff. So, Witch Blood from um, Vault is a Matthew Ehrman, Lisa Sterl book. And it's a modern Wild West road trip about a witch named Yana cruising the Southwest as a band of bloodthirsty biker vampires, the Hounds of Love, hunt her scattered coven for the source of all magic, which is Witch Blood. You said that's that was the, what's the name of that one? Oh, that's Witch Blood, Blood number one. Yeah. Witch Blood number one. Wow, Night Hunters number one from Floating Worlds comic got a second print. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your sneak peek in next week. What's the one thing to make sure you snag up? Because it's going to be the next thing on one of these hot ten books. You know, I'm going to go with Witch Blood. I'm having trouble deciding which cover to go with. Um, the cover B is a tarot card homage. That's pretty cool. And then the cover C is a Dazzler homage, which is kind of neat. So I think I'll go with the tarot card. So Witch Blood cover B for me. Yeah. Witch Blood yep. number one from Vault Comics. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And I'm going to go ahead and just talk in Noctera number one, the second print. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. So we appreciate you tagging along with Drew and myself through our sneak peek at next week on these things. Um, head on over to our Patreon, Search Comics for Fun and Profit. Uh, you can find all our links to everything there, uh, the ability to sign up and get a few things early if you were interested in some of those talks that Drew talked about earlier. Some of them are already already available early access to our patrons. Uh, we have some giveaways, all kinds of fun stuff. We'd appreciate it if you would check that out. Help keep the lights on. So, too. We thank you guys for joining us today. For Drew and for myself. See you. <laughs>